Hey everybody, this is the Dash Podcast. I've got a pretty cool guest with me today. His name is Too Black, and that he is. I've been watching this man for a long time. He's a spoken word artist. He does workshops, teaches you how to be a poet, always reading, intelligent dude. So I'm excited to have him on today um, and enjoy this good conversation with you. Um, Too Black, how you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. Just trying to stay. Trying to stay above water, you know. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I um, I was just telling you, I was listening to Gangsta Gangsta. I was on your website, which is pretty cool. Um, you got to click to enter, uh, twoblack.net for everybody that's listening. But your your videos in there are pretty cool. Um, and as I was watching, I was like, wow. What first I said, what do people think when they see you speak to them? Um, but then I said, well, what does he want people to take away? when you're on the stage or you're speaking to people? Do I want people to take away? Yeah. What what message are you trying to send? I mean, there's never one particular, like, thing I want anybody to walk away and be like, well, I learned this today. It's normally not, not like that. It's more whatever was in any poem you hear, the goal is to challenge you to mm. think about how that affects the world you live in hmm. and if you would like to what you could do about it um, you don't have to agree with me or see it from my my vantage point right. uh, but you can at least listen to it and, and challenge and I think I can challenge the way you think about things hmm. so if you're talking about something like gangster gangster that is to be explicit is an indictment of capitalism right that's that's what I was going for right um, at the same time, you don't have to agree with me, but even if there's two points in there, you're like, yeah, kind of had a point there. Like, <laughs> and you can roll with that and do something with yeah, it, right? Go ahead. Just, just take it there. Because um, it wasn't just capitalism in a, in a generic sense, you know, but just the idea of greed and then the right. idea of also who we, um, who we think is a gangster, who we don't mm. see as gangster. Mm. Um, I was just talking to an audience this week about how you you got bankers and Wall Street can tank the entire economy and just pay to make it a bailout, you right. know. <laughs> and then right. they they got bailouts, they got loans. There was one study done mm. that said that roughly twenty three point seven trillion dollars was given out wow. if you contain if you if you count for either loans, mm. bailouts, um or some type of distribution of money, whether it needed to be paid back or not. Mm. About $23.7 trillion, I believe. Wow. Um, I have to look it up to verify that. That's a lot of money. That's a whole lot of money. For, for destroying, like, the world, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah. A, that's a lot. I mean, people's 401ks wrapped up millions of, millions of jobs. I mean, mm. everything tanked. Um, right. You have folks who... Sell a dime bag and go to prison for ten years. Yeah, you know you got people who wow. um, are trying. To, even if they're still in, they're still in the to, to feed their family mm. or or what. You know you have all of those things. Yeah, and those are the people we'll see as criminals, thugs. Yeah, you know particularly people of color, black people. Um, but then you have people of wealth and affluence, particularly white folks in those cases who. Do much more, I would say, damaging things to humanity. Mm. Not just we can talk about Wall Street. We can talk about damaging nature, right. the environment, 
talk about poisoning water and flints. I mean, you're talking about like serious yeah. damage to entire populations that yeah. drug dealers don't even have the capacity to do, even if they wanted to. Right. Right. Um, so in games of gangster, it was like mm. I'm going to play and talk, talk like a hood nigga. Right. But I'm on, I'm on, I am going to discuss very corporate practices yeah. while talking like a hood nigga, and that's yeah. like the way to play on that. Iron, okay. You know. Right. Uh, so and you yeah. could you could you could feel that in it. You could you could feel that in it. Is there is there a favorite um topic or, or subject principle that you like to talk about or what are your like top three things that you like to hit on? I mean, I'm always looking to question power. Mm. And I'm always interested in how power operates. So okay. whenever I'm talking to an audience, mm. that is the conversation, mm. you know. So I was telling you when we were off the record about, or off the, we weren't on the phone about the uh, study group, you know, um, I, I study how power operates. Mm. I don't think power is inherently bad, mm. but I just think that whenever we're talking about trying to gain something in this world, or wow. I think I even used to tell you years ago, it's always got to be about power and yeah. what's that and, yeah. how, and how does that relate to your situation. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of the conversations about, um, how we can all get along and that's mm. cool but who has the power you know if, if i can like you and you can like me but if you have all the power it doesn't really matter if we like mm. each other i'm i'm still beholden to you mm. you have more power mm. right first time you said power i'm thinking capitalism i'm thinking um old money i'm thinking stuff like that but you mm-hmm. just talked about power too just not like in the one-on-one when you said if i have if i'm talking to one person and they have all the power and I don't have any, well then that's that's on both scales. Can you hit on that at the that's that's kinda yeah, how you try I mean, to it's it's micro and it's micro and macro, mm. right? Mm. Uh, so there's a more individualistic aspect when someone has more power or somebody just represents a group of people that has power. Like white folks represent a group of people that historically and even currently as a collective group systemically has more power mm-hmm. so even when i'm dealing with the individual white person uh, the the impact of our relationship is influenced by the larger systemic things mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. sense like yeah. you can't disconnect the two right um, um and that and that can go for other issues too like there's a particular power that you know men have in, in mm-hmm. relation to women and and that's that, it, that impacts the relationships that right. we have with them and so right. on and so on. Um, but when I say power, I mean, um, what did Stokely Carmichael once said, if a white man wants to lynch me, that's his problem. Hmm. A white man has the power to lynch me, that's my problem. Um, <laughs> as wow. to say, wow. Right, like, so as Damn. to say, if, if an individual wants to, to go do a crime, or commit a crime against uh, someone, there should be a system in place to hold that person accountable. Wow. So that would just be an individual act. But if the individual can commit that crime, get away with it, and the victim can be blamed, goodness gracious, that person has a lot of power behind them, mm. right? And that's you know when we talk about police, sometimes that's a form of power. So police, even if you are pro police, you have to at least acknowledge. Uh, pro-police power, I should say. You have to at least okay. acknowledge that police are not just individuals. They right. represent the state. So, mm. 
if they commit a crime or if they do something, the city will represent them, right? The, mm. They have a union. They have, uh, you know, they just have kind of the public good in their right. in their favor because there's so many TV shows and cultural shows that show how good <laughs> cops are and how heroic they are. Um, that's all power. Right. That's all, you know, that is bigger than an individual. Right. Yeah. So I'm always trying to question that part mm. of it mm. no matter what we're talking about mm. and that's a, whether that's, it's race class gender always that's always a question wow that that's that is huge and i remember shoot i forgot about those days a little bit um when i used to text you or message you on facebook when i was in college just about direction and things like that i see you reading all the time i saw on the website it's um gore value or gore vital what what is gore vital or who is gore vital you talking about the picture yeah gore is a political theorist um, you know, a historical fiction hmm. author uh, and you know just a social critic of America okay. uh, I, I put that book in there kind of throw people off because you know they hear the name too black so they're expecting <laughs> it to be like I love Malcolm X right but they're expecting right. me to be reading that which I've read that but then it's all like Gore Vidal like nobody really sees that coming mm. that's just one of my I just like mm. to mess with people sometimes mm. like because mm. that's me reading and gaining knowledge um, even as black people, it should not be limited to just reading black people. Right. It, you know. Wow. Like I've never mm. agreed with that notion. Mm. So you should should read everything, mm. even stuff you don't agree with. Mm. Uh, what's What's some things that you that that people like Gore Vidal? How do you say it? Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal. What other words, or, or excuse me, what other books? Have, uh, would people be surprised that are in your list with the name like Two Black? I'm saying so. What I, I like Malcolm X. That's why I got my glasses. You know what I'm saying? I got a poster in my room here, um, and I, I've read Frederick Douglass. I've got W. E. B. Du Bois. I've I've got all my books, but I also have <clears throat> Napoleon Hill and Ogmandino and, and and different folks that I, that I really Jeff Olson people that I really enjoy um, reading. What are some of the books that that people would be surprised that you've read? You mean that would throw people that off? That would throw people off, um, yeah, excuse me. Theory of Moves, I've, I've ne- uh, that's a book based on game theory, mm. which is the simplest way to explain that is um, the study of strategic decision-making. Okay. I think somebody put it that way. But game theory is, is used in economics, mm. it's used in psychology, it's used in sociology, it's used in... Um, political science okay. and, and it's yet to understand it and predict is actually a mathematical model that you mm. predict the decisions that people would make you know based upon wow. a given circumstance or the amount of resources they have mm. um so i was just I, I snuck that into a workshop i, okay. I did this week you know and, and i i was telling somebody i purposely quoted White authors, mm. you know, I was I quoted a man, Immanuel Kant, as a philosopher. Yeah, um, and he's 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 big on. Um, I was talking about, you know, how how was I talking about? Uh, he's he's big on um, seeing people like kind of an absolute morality, mm. but you have to see people as people and not as a means to an end. That right. was, that's one of his okay, you know, more famous forms of famous ideas in his philosophy. Yeah. Um, other books. I'm reading a book right now called Irresistible. It's about technology addiction. Hmm. Um, wow. 
Um, what else? Um, what would I have? I have on the list left. I read a book last month called Big, uh, or called um, Data versus Goliath. It was mm. about big data and how like internet companies and uh, how they collect mm. all of our information in the NSA wow. and stuff like that. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. and those are, those kind of stay on the theme of power, um, in, in in whatever way philosophical, right. manual kind. That's that's power of the mind, you know, power of decisions. Power is is still power in the structure of. Um, what do you learn about yourself when you read about when when you gain all of this knowledge? And I'm speaking about all the books or all the knowledge that you have now. But uh, um. I always try to anything I'm reading I also try to bring it back to myself mm. it's very easy to read about stuff especially when we're talking about more systemic type ideas yeah very easy to read about them and be like those people over there mm. it's always easy to do that mm. so it's, I always try to think about how 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 does this influence or how has this influenced myself even if it was unconsciously mm. so I've been reading about technology more recently because I I don't think I've been very critical of it. I even right. started to come to come to realize I had a phone addiction. You mm. know? <laughs> so mm. I was on my phone too much. Uh, when I get, I got a, I have some, I've had some injuries. So every morning I have to stretch at least twenty minutes. Wow. Uh, I probably need to stretch about four or five times a day. My mm. stretch my legs um, just to you know just be square. So <laughs> I was I was noticing that it was taking two I was like why is it taking an hour mm. you know so I'm, why is it taking an hour because I gotta do my hamstrings my uh, my Achilles okay. and I gotta do like eight minutes of that and then I gotta do another two another like you know 12 minutes of some other things okay. it really isn't even 20 minutes I just rounded off to that yeah. so I was like why is this taking uh an hour sometimes and I was like you're on your phone yeah you know? <laughs> I was talk, talking to myself wow. like you just staring at something I'm, even if I'm reading something or if I'm on social media mm. Or, mm. so the the book I'm reading now deals with like why we're even addicted to these things wow. and, you know how you become addicted and wow. you know how there's not like what they call stop gaps um, like when you're watching a TV show it used to be there's a stop gap it was on mm. page nine now you can binge watch it so you mm. just keep watching shit Right. Or if you're on your phone or Facebook, <laughs> they purposely don't allow there to be any any. It's an infinite timeline; it doesn't end, hmm. so you can just go, go, wow. go, and just get lost. Wow. Uh, but that stuff is on purpose. Yeah. Because this is thing called the attention economy, where companies are racing to get our attention, yeah. and that and attention means money. Hmm. Um, and I didn't realize just how much my attention I was giving away my attention mm. to just random stuff that's not very productive mm. so I've been trying to work on now in the morning I time myself like okay. I don't I, I, I time each individual stretch and I have like a big timer for right. 20 minutes if I you know so I wow. so I know I'm under where I need to be mm-hmm. so I don't want to waste my time right that makes so sense so just stuff like that like that might be seem small but that's a big no that's huge like how how do, can I reflect the things I'm trying to work towards in my own life? Like, mm. I always want to be clear on that. Mm, mm, mm. That's pretty dope. Uh, wh- what kind of books did you start off reading? I mean, I, I started off on, you know, black stuff, and I still read black stuff, obviously, right. you know what I mean? But, uh, so Malcolm X's biography was a big book. 
you know, big big influence mm. on me. Um, you talked about Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass, that was a big influence. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Delaney, uh, one of the original founders of black nationalism. Mm. Um, sometimes I forget what book to even talk about. But yeah, <laughs> yeah just yeah. the people's history of the United States. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just history in general. Um, I used to try to read more psychology stuff. Uh, you know, I know we talked about mindset. I was always trying, I was yeah. very, as of when I was younger, I was always very interested in how to cultivate that because mm. I almost wanted to be able to respond to things mm. naturally mm. versus even having to think about them. Like, like it was just naturally, I knew what decision wow. I had to make. Like, wow. I'm, I'm always trying to get to that place. You can't always be there. You got to think about some things, but yeah. how can I be? How can I train my reflexes? Mm. You know? mm. What What did you come up with? What have you? How do you train your reflexes? Well, I mean, every habit habits are established through just those small moments that mm. we don't think mattered. Right. Right. So when I used to want to get myself to read more and not do other shit, like anytime I didn't feel like reading, I knew that was time to read. Okay. So if I wanted yeah. to watch, like. <laughs> Yeah, if I wanted to, like, even now, if I know I'm watching too much sports television because that's, like, my escape, so to yeah. speak. Like, I'll just, I can watch sports all day. Like, it's like, okay, I need, mm-hmm. you need to watch the news just mm-hmm. because you're, you don't want to watch it. It's prime yeah. time for you to watch the news. Yeah, wow. Because you really build yourself up, you know, just like when you're working out. Like, you build yourself up when there's tension, not mm-hmm. when you feel like it. Right, right. You know? That's big. You only do stuff when... You only do stuff when you feel like it, like you're not building your <laughs> habits that strongly because you're waiting for your mood to shift. Right. But if you do shit when you don't feel like it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's how you, that's, that's how you, it really becomes a part of you because mm. um, you're doing it, you're forcing yourself to focus to the point where you will eventually feel like it yeah. all the time, yeah. you know, because yeah. <laughs> you, you've gotten so used to it. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it. I've been starting to do when, when I work out. When I'm going to the gym, I'm like, man, I, I'm I'm not trying to go to the gym today. But I end up shoot. I, since I don't want to go, I gotta go. And that ends up being. I think it was um, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, "Do the thing, have the power." Um, it, it's the things that are easy to do or easier not to do. So if I can do the little thing, that's also a victory. If I get up and go to the gym, there's no way I can lose now. Um, even if I just go in the gym and run a mile and decide to leave, I just got better. Um, and that's a that's a great win. It right. builds that self esteem for you. Mm. Right. And that and that and that you remember that like it matters. You know, just yeah. little stuff. Because um, that's another thing. As I learned to not get, I'm, I'm still learning. I should say to not get caught up on the big the big victories. Mm. You know, so mm. even so, it matters if I just that I stretched in the morning. You right. know, like those things, right. or that I got through those twenty minutes efficiently I didn't pick up my phone like I even mm-hmm. take break some of that habit I, I, I would um, just meditate while I was stretching or something mm. or I would turn off the TV or I would um, you know just close my eyes and just count yeah. or stuff to just try to break that out mm. but I use that as an example because it's so simple but it it, it magnifies right. the point for anything because yeah. um, you know it, we're like I think Kobe Bryant said it when he got hurt. He was like, you know, you 
you gotta break everything down to the smallest piece hmm. and then you go from there as opposed to looking at this big chunk of hmm. shit you gotta get done you yeah. know uh, that's why I like to do a to-do list. Like, okay, I'm going to break it down into very little minute yeah. things. Yeah. And then I'm going to knock those minute things out. Mm. And I'm going to do the easiest things first. I'm one of those people. Some people believe in doing the hardest things first. <laughs> I'm going to do the easiest things first so I can, so I've got my rhythm established right. and I'm going to do the things that I know take a little more effort and, mm. you know, strain or whatever. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Thinking about even mindset still, um, one of the things that came up, you know, when you read a lot of books, um, you, you get to see different people's philosophies. So you got Immanuel Kant, you've got um, Stoicism and Marxism, and you, you've got a fundamentalism, secular. You know, thinking about philosophy, where do you find your, your ground that or your, your pathway to navigate through um, in terms of principles? Man, um... I was doing a debate and I had to choose um, utilitarianism, which I forgot who was the founder of that. I had to look that up. Um, utilitarianism is essentially doing do you, when you make your decisions based upon what is for the best of everyone mm. in the situation. Mm. Um, you know, and there's different types of utilitarianism. There's utilitarianism that thinks more so of uh, what's the long-term impact and then there's just in this given moment right. I'm going to make this decision because this is best okay. for everyone and there's like different philosophies on that yeah um, but I do I do tend to think like that hmm. to some extent I wouldn't completely frame my philosophy in that way but I tend right. to think like that to some extent when I make a decision, if it is involving other people, like, or even when it's just me, um, but it, I know I tend to think of myself more as that kind of utility in a sense of not like I'm not, a, I don't matter as a person, but mm -hmm. in the sense of how can I, um, if I'm adding this to me, what if I'm part of this world that I live in, I'm yeah. not separate of it. So whenever I do something for myself, it's still in a way is a contribution to the overall world that mm. I live in. So mm. if I'm choosing to improve myself, it's not just for my own ego or for my own goals, but it's for whatever cause I claim to be about. It's just for the general humanity yeah. that we have out here. It's for all those things, right? It's not just so I can say I did it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So even, even something like poetry you know i want to be a good poet and i want to improve for my own reasons but i also want to think about how that works for hmm. just my audience yeah. how that works for poetry as a craft what can i contribute to poetry but which is bigger than me hmm. um, and how can i help improve it even in the small smallest bit like yeah. we all hopefully are trying to do whatever fields we're in yeah so i try to think about it like that like my, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm not I'm not to myself in any sense. Like I'm always part of. I try to think of myself as connected to other mm. things. Like mm. I, you know, I'm not in my own silo. So anything I do is a contribution to something bigger than me. Right. Right. Okay. Hmm. So what do you think in terms of mindset? And again, I told you that's something I want to focus on here too. How how can you impact other people's mindset? 
with the work that you do? Or, or period, what are your thoughts on impacting other people's mindset? My thoughts on my mindset or impacting other people's it, mindset? Impact, and so, so that's, we've got that micro, if you will, that's the micro piece, and we're talking about our mindset and utilitarianism, um, but taking that to the macro, and when you, you as a person, how, are, how can you impact mindset of, of other people um, and do you feel like what do we need what do people need to to develop a mindset um, as a whole I mean um, I always want to challenge people like I said at the beginning to think about things but I but I know I came to where I was I am and mm. I will continue to come to whatever conclusions I come to based upon me taking out the time to think about these things okay whatever those things are um so for for people there i mean i can give people pointers and say you should do this you should do that um it may or may not work for them that's why i try not to do you know say well read this many times a day right. or study this or, yeah. you know because everybody's different mm -hmm. um, but for me you know i think it's a matter of just being engaged mm. like it's hard life Life puts this on autopilot. Like I fight with this every day, mm. so I'm not saying I'm, I've got this figured out. Right. But to be engaged and mindful about mm. what you're actually doing mm. on a day to day, and to to seriously consider the impacts of your decisions and wow. the moves you're making, as opposed to just kind of being dragged through some process that you feel like you you've just given yourself up to it. You mm. know, so you go to mm. work. Um, you just you know you got to make money, so you go there. You come home, you, you eat, you, and you just kind of do it, and you don't really think about what it means. Right. It doesn't matter. You're kind of caught up on just making ends meet, or it's just the life you told you were supposed to live. You were told you were supposed to live, so you're not really engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. so when you don't engage something intentionally, your mindset is still forming. Right, but. You're not active in forming it, wow. right? Everything's forming it for you. Wow. Because you're not doing anything to to keep it in check. Mm. Um, so regardless of, of what you do and what your goals are, how do you engage? Wow. This is a question I would ask people. How do you stay engaged in your life? How do you wake up and really mm. think about what you're putting into your day, what it means for you? what it means for your world, what it means for your children, if you have them, your family, whomever is important to you, whatever ideas are important. Are you thinking about that? I'm not saying every day you have to be so explicit where you're like, okay, today I'm fighting racism and I'm gonna do, <laughs> you know, you don't have to say it like that, but sometimes you really need to sit down and ask yourself like, yo, what, what the hell am I doing? Right. You know, like sometimes right. if I'm on the road, if I've done a few shows, sometimes I have to sit down like, okay, yeah, I've done these poems a million times or whatever. And I've talked about this shit a million times, but I still have to make sure I'm, um, I'm present. I'm not mm -hmm. just sitting there doing the poems, just repeating what I said last night because I know it sounds smart to somebody, but I don't right. have any attachment to it because wow. I just want to go to sleep. Like I want to be present. Yeah. Um, that's how I grow for me. Mm -hmm. If I'm not present, then I'm just, it doesn't matter. again, I've given myself up to something. And at that point, I don't think you can really prove. Mm. If you think about, um, even in sports or something, you know, if you're, you got players who clearly the game comes natural to them. Mm. They don't have to be 
constantly meditating on everything mm. they're going to do. Mm. But they're locked in. Like, the best players are locked in. You can't break their focus. Right. Their entire being is dedicated to mm. to making, to, to winning that game. Yeah. Right? Like, they're not they're being dragged in a million directions. And usually the players who are don't play as well. Because mm. um, only so long can you rely on whatever talent you have or yeah. natural gifts or uh, to take it to the next level, you have to be engaged, mm. and it's and that's hard. That's hard work. Yeah. Because uh, when you get tired, first thing you want to do is go find the easiest thing. Yeah. Do, right. You want to find something that's relaxing. Yeah. Something that it takes you away from the stress. Right. So to to stick to stay in when it feels like that. Yeah. I was talking earlier about tension. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that's how you really build yourself up. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you don't take breaks or you just work yourself until yeah. you pass out. I'm not talking about that. That's not healthy. I'm just saying you have to know yourself, but mm. forcing yourself to to go a step further, you know, it, I think matters. Yeah. Um, wow. And it's and it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, like I was talking about the injury I had sometimes. Even if it's something as simple as stretching, I don't. You don't want to. I do know it. it's better to just keep just to stretch versus okay, I'm gonna sit down and just like this, just be in self pity because my legs hurt. Hmm. That's not that's not helping me. You know right. what I mean? So it's like I gotta, I have to keep turning it out because my mindset is always, or I try to keep my mindset as it can. You're not help. You're you're not you're 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 not gonna help yourself. By by doing nothing, mm. right? Like you're not gonna help yourself by by um, soaking in it. Like you can take mm. a moment and be sad and frustrated, and that's need right. those moments. But at the end of the day, if you want to improve something, you have to give. You have to make some contribution, some effort towards that goal. Like it's mm. just, that's just common sense. Yeah. Um, so it's like, how do you? And that's the thing. How do I stay engaged? Mm. Uh, how do I even when I'm on stage I'm like constantly trying I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of a poem I could go on autopilot on the poem but I might miss a part that mattered to somebody like that yeah. little part where I was supposed wow. to slow down and and uh, right. say it with a particular emotion versus ah, let me just get this poem done right. I missed that part but that part might have mattered to somebody mm. that might have made it make sense for that person in the audience yeah. just that one mm. line that I was lazy on. Wow. Or, wow. You know. When did when did you start, or how did you realize that you needed to be more intentional about being engaged in your work? I know, I just watched myself, right? So, so anything I'm telling you, I've seen myself completely, and I still see myself mm-hmm. sometimes just in the days, you know, just kind of, just not 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 paying attention to to things, and and um, I don't like how that looks, and I don't like the results that it brings. Mm. I don't I don't I don't like when I'm um, so if we're t- talking about even on in a show, um, I can see it in the audience sometimes. They might be feeling me, but if you know what you're capable right. of um, as an artist or as a speaker, and you and you know that you didn't bring that like if you have any <laughs> standards that should matter yeah. um if i see myself and i i 
let's say I didn't do a to-do list for a week or something, or I didn't really, I've just kind of been, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to bring this all together. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, here's one. I, I hear recently I was telling myself, um, you have to, I was telling myself, you have to care, right? And this might sound simple, but you have to care. You have to, and I say that in the sense of, we are, we can build out a to-do list and we can build out goals mm. and we can get so caught up in just goals and trying to make shit happen that right. we really don't know why we're doing it. You know, we're just, it's just, just something we like, I got to get this done because I put all this pressure on myself and it just needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't really, so it's like, why am I doing it? But if I care, like if I genuinely just care, mm. I'm going to know when I need to take a break because I right. care enough about myself to not wear myself into the ground, mm. right? I care enough about what I stand for to uh, know when to go harder. I care enough to know what my priorities are, mm. right? So some things don't deserve as much energy as others. Wow. Um, and and I had only learned that by seeing myself get you know put put too much energy into things that didn't deserve that mm. type of um, that type of power it didn't deserve that type of energy because it wasn't that important. But I was I was I was being driven by fear or right. anxiety or things that are not about uh, bringing out the best of me. Like I'm just driven by I I need this to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I got to get this done because I'm gonna look whack or I'm getting older so. I got to do this, you know, like those, right. that's not, so I, so when I sit down, I'm like, is that what you want to be motivated by mm. every day? Mm. You know, <laughs> like, do I want to be motivated by a bunch of, of generic pressures that I made up? Wow. Is, that, is that what my life is about? Shoot. You know, <laughs> so I had to ask myself that. So if not, then I need to make sure my, my um, actual moves day to day are, are based in that foundation. Mm. Uh, you know, my father was big and just giving me those and just little gems. Like he's like, you got to do these things because they matter to you, whatever you're doing. Um, and you have to find peace in that, wow. not through the accolades, yeah. not through how people respond. You have to have peace in that first, and then and then accept everything else. Mm. Hmm. Um, and it's so easy to flip those backwards yeah. and to get your validation from how somebody responds to you versus having validation in the wow. fact that you did what you felt was right yeah. and you are living the life you want to live. Yeah. And then that's validation in and of itself, right? Yeah, yeah. In my mind, at least. For sure. Earl Nightingale said that success is the progressive realization towards a worthy ideal. So when you when you chugging along and doing when you're engaged right. in, in the path, I, I say my mission is I want to make it easier for you to do what you love. How I'm doing what I love. When when you see someone live their dream, it makes you want to be a part of that dream or go get your own. Um, and and that's you know even even you know talking to you when I was in college, like I just thought that was so cool that you were traveling, speaking, and doing engagements. Um, you know, as a poet and doing that, that was tight to me. And I wanted to, that made me want to do it myself. Um, and that's the kind of inspiration that kind of carries you forward. And even, even myself, um, I remember this summer I was sitting on the porch and I was in one of my little chairs. I had just got an overdraft, uh, statement in my bank account. I didn't have no money, but at the, and I didn't, I didn't have nothing on the books coming up. But in that moment, when I sat up in the porch, I said, wow. 
everything I want in this life, I have. I, there's nothing else that I want. Every day I wake up and I do what I love. I go to work at the same place. I, I wrote the contract um, for all of my clients that I'm working with. Every single day, I get to do what I've chosen to do. I, I don't need anything else. I want more of this and more of that, and I, I could use it and hope to get it and grow into it. Um, but I'm, I'm really at peace with who I am, where I'm at, and the direction that I'm going. Do you feel like you've found your, your, your solace, I guess, or your center place? It's <laughs> a good question. I feel like I'm so. Um, I feel like I'm. I feel like in my mind, and this is not nothing. This is a no objection to what you said. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm never satisfied, and I don't think you're saying you're satisfied. Right. I'm saying in my mind, I've never felt like I found the exact right place. Like mm. in my mindset is if I feel like that I'm probably doing something wrong gotcha you know so I'm yeah. always because for me it's like there are universal principles in my that I mm. just stand with or just ideals that I live by and I feel like those things can play out differently so man one day wow. I may not be doing poetry um maybe that's not a thing for the mm. rest of my life and it probably won't be at least not in this capacity maybe yeah. I'll just start write, writing more books or right or you know I'll just be a professor I don't know mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm always I, I'm, I'm never sat, I just also the best way I can say it, I'm never yeah. satisfied yeah. with with it so I do feel yes that poetry is something I should be doing and mm-hmm. I do feel at peace with that and I think that it makes sense and you couldn't have told me 10 years ago that I would be doing it mm-hmm. I would have laughed at you um, <laughs> you know I wouldn't you know, yeah. Um, remember one time, this somebody told me I was I I had some. Uh, what do you say? He said you have a propensity for music, and I couldn't mm-hmm. even. I was like, well, you know, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you know, I don't even. I hadn't even done poetry or anything at this point. Right. I'm like 15. Like, I just have this feeling that you have propensity for music. I don't know if he tapped into something or not. That's another conversation. Mm. But. but I remember him telling me that it was just weird, but then now I'm doing poetry and I don't, I'm not a musician, right? Um, but I still work with musicians. Um, and that's definitely something that's yeah. creative. And it's in there. Uh, at the very least, and it's a performing art. Yeah. And I would have never saw that coming. Hmm. So in that sense, yes, I feel like I'm at peace, but I still feel like there's so much I could be better yeah. at. So many things I, I still miss on the daily. So much stuff I'm not engaged about. Or, honestly, I don't have the strength to be engaged about currently hmm. that I want to build hmm. the strength to be engaged about. Yeah. Um, and being honest about that, too. Sometimes we just, where we're at in life, we just don't have the strength to do what we may think we should be doing. Wow. We're just not there yet. Wow. wow. Um, so there's so many things I'm not... There's so many things I'm not satisfied not with. There There's things that I'm just now able to grapple with at you know, at this age that I couldn't even deal with um, years ago. Mm. Even though I was aware it existed, I didn't have the strength to really attack it like I can now. Right. Um, so, I mean, and it's, it's crazy because I mean, not to get too personal, but it's just like maybe a year and a let's say a year and a half ago, uh, somewhere in there, you know, I thought 
I can't. I don't want to because I don't. This will get too personal. But I, I thought <laughs> I had. I thought I had a lot of things figured out. Let's just say that. Mm. Um, I thought I was. I thought I was good. I felt like I kind of arrived on all levels, personally, professionally, mm. just in general. Um, and then some things happened that fucked a lot of that up. Right. 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 And I had to. I when I had a back keep it moving, you know, mm. I, and I had and I had to deal with what that looks like. Wow. Um, and, and and I mean, and when I say I thought I had it figured out, and typically up until that point, I'm always kind of a go with the flow. I set some some um, some like intermediary goals, and yep. I just roll out my long term goals. Can be you know we'll just see. I, I'm okay with letting life take me take mm. me wherever it takes me. Like mm. I've always been that way. So I don't like if you ask me whether I want to be at fifty, I can't really tell you. I can tell you some things I like to see, but right. I don't know what the world's gonna look like at fifty. Mm. I think I can project what the world would be for the most part six months from now, a month yeah. or a year or so. So, um, but at that point, I was like, I really thought I knew where I was gonna be for the next mm. twenty, thirty years. Like I right. kind of had that feeling, and I'd never felt like that before. Okay, um, and then things happened that completely flipped that upside down like mm. nah <laughs> yeah and 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 it shook my confidence in myself to an extent if i'm being honest um in a way that i had never experienced yeah and and i looking back on that i've had i appreciate it because it put me in a place to read to um it made me look at parts of myself that i never had to consider mm. parts that i thought for sure were always going to be strong if you think about it, it's a sense of muscles. Muscles that you thought were that could handle anything, and you find like weak parts in it that you didn't think existed. Right. Um, and having to to reassess like everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I can't go into detail about <laughs> what those things were. Right. But I'm just saying. It was a, a turning um, point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. And I, but I appreciate it, you know, right. like, I, I, oh, it's all I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was angry, yeah, I was in some dark places, but I appreciate, you know, the experience. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything else I can do with it. If I don't learn from it, if I don't figure out a way to move forward, then what am I breathing for? Mm. That might sound mm. like corny, but like, seriously, that's what questions I ask myself. Yeah. There's no point of being here in my mind, if I'm not gonna, if I'm not gonna figure out a way forward, hmm. there's just no point. Right. That. So, so, and you, and you hit on continuing where you're at. I love your direction right now. What are some of those universal principles that that you follow? Um, you know, while you're taking your steps. I'm not. I'm not the one who thinks that you're guaranteed anything, but I do think that there are. There's always results that when you put in work. Hmm. You may not get the results you expected, but there's always results. And I know that by working on anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna produce results. Hmm. And I, and those results will always teach me something about myself. Hmm. Um, hmm. Even by not working, results will teach you about yourself, right? True. True. <laughs> even by being poor at whatever yep. you do, results teach you. Yeah. Um, so I'm always looking at that, if you want to call it data, about my life as a way to to move forward. Um, in, in regards to 
to other people, you know, I don't, again, I don't think anyone's guaranteed anything. So I'm not one of those people that thinks if you do someone, if you do something good for somebody, that it will come back to you. Mm. Um, but I don't think that that will make my life harder, mm. right? So, so I think it's always best to invest in people mm. in the most compassionate way that I can and not look for anything from from it but i just think that at the end of the day at the very least that would do something for me hmm. um it'll make me feel like i'm a decent person at right. the very least uh, again i don't expect anybody to throw anything back for me yeah. i don't i'm not asking for that hmm. um but those and i don't know what you call those principles in a sense you know i mean you would call it i guess in a sense reciprocity uh, uh you know uh what you put in you get out um but I don't look at those, I think, in the same way that people talk about them. So mm. I don't think by, let's say, for instance, by me doing this interview, I don't think that you owe me in the future, right? Mm. Like, I don't think about it like that. Right. Like, I'm just doing this because, you know, we're you good people. It. And I said I'd do it. If And, and that is enough for me. Right, um, right. And, mm. but, but in that sense, that's still reciprocity because I put into this. And it, and I and it makes me feel good to do it, mm, mm. and I hope that it has some impact beyond you know just right, this moment, right, 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 regardless of what that is. Yeah, and I live, I try to live my life regardless of what I'm doing in that sense. Mm. Like I'm okay with, I'm okay with the possibility of anything. Like I yeah. give myself up to that because I can't control it. True. So I'm okay with. If this if if this is it, even when I'm on stage, I'm okay with this being it. Mm. If this is the last show, the last moment, okay, that's fine. Even the last um, breath. Huh? Even the last breath. I didn't hear. Yeah, I mean, I'm not completely at peace with that, but right. <laughs> I accept that that's the reality. Mm. Mm. You know, I mean, we're just. We're not promised anything, man. We're really not. It doesn't mean we don't, you know, we may not deserve it, but yeah. we're just not promised anything in right. this life. So mm. I think the best we can do is make the is make the contributions that we make and, and hope for the best. And that might sound pessimistic on one level, I guess, for people. Uh, but I think people like to believe that they're going to get something out of everything that they do. Mm. And for me... Wow. You know, yeah, I want to be paid when I speak, right? I want to, yeah. I want to be able to pay my bills. So yeah, if I get on stage at some point, I, I need to check, right? Those things matter. So I'm not speaking yeah. to some unrealistic reality. I do need that, but that's something that we negotiate before I even get up there. Mm. But as far as the more, I guess, um, existential, if we're talking with more like philosophical terms, as far as like the more existential metaphysical levels. Like it just is what it is. Mm. Like life is what it is. Mm. Is what and we we have to live with that. Right. So I can't guarantee. That's why it's hard. It's hard for me to answer certain questions. Like people say, "Well, what do you want people to get?" I I I just hope they I you hope they something. think about it. But I don't know. I don't. I have things I would like to see in the world, but I don't know what will happen. Mm. Um, and I don't want to invest in a guarantee that isn't actually guaranteed hmm. yeah that's real you you've you've had a lot of uh heavy hitters 
this evening. I, if nobody else that's listening gets an impact from this conversation, I, I know I, I know I've got um, plenty of pieces to take away, and I get to listen to it over and over and over again. So that's 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 perfect for me. That works for me. I got one more question: Why too black? Right. <laughs> Oh man. oh man, I feel like I've been having to explain that a lot more here lately than I used to never have to explain. I think that's a great answer um, though. I think I think if you just left it at that, that would be fine too. I don't mind if that's it. I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have no problem explaining it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play with this a little bit. What do you think it means? Because people always ask me, but mm-hmm. I don't, mm. usually I've never really asked people, when you hear that, what does that mean? Right. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I personally, I enjoy it. I enjoy Too Black in your Riley Freeman uh, picture. I, I think it's, like, overly black. So, like, I think in Atlanta, people say, um, it's not too cool, that's three cool. And so it's like, I'm not I'm not just black, I'm too black. Like, everything about me is, I, I, I love black and what black represents. I'm I'm overly black um, in a way. But, but, I mean, that's where the conundrum comes in. Cause I like telling people, I just like to, Hey, I got two black coming on the podcast. Who is two? Like, that's just a question that makes you want to ask. So I think, uh, honestly, I think that the answer to why two black, right. I think that's a beautiful answer to really, it's a simple question. Um, and it's a simple answer. I, and I think that's a great question too. What does it mean, um, to you? But I, I, I think, I think overly black, um, is the first thing that comes to my head and, and represent. I know what I'm going to get when I come and see Two Black. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. Like, I, I just, again, like I was saying earlier, I just kind of roll with it, so I don't always consider what's the outcome, you know, so I just, I called myself that. I mean, there's a, there's a clear meaning that I'm about to say. I'm just, so it's not that I just gave myself a name to roll with it, but... <laughs> I never really ask people that. This is the first time I think I've ever asked anyone. Because mm. it feels like I can ask you because we're in a conversation. Right. When somebody asks me that, like on stage, like as the first question, it can mm. come off really arrogant. Like, like, what's too black me? What does it mean to you? Like, you know, it comes off real self-important. So mm. I don't, but I'm just, I've always been curious. Well, what Because um, it think? means different things to different people. Yeah. So you get, before I even give an explanation, you just get people's reactions. Like one time, I was at an event. It was a white guy presenting me on stage, and he was like, "So our next artist is too black, but like, so it was like white folks in the audience, right? Mainly white people. So they thought he was like calling me something like a racial slur. Uh, so, so, so he was. He was like, no, I mean, his name is actually too black. Like, I'm not racist. You know, think I'm racist. You can come on stage. I would debate you right now. I'm not calling too black and saying his name. Like, you know, that was like, this is the whole thing. So, I'm like, um, I get up there, I'm cracking up, mm. you know. Um, and I don't always like to tell people in every show because I, I again I like just to see how people react. Yeah. Because it's, it's a name that forces you to have a position. Mm. That's that's the point. You mm. know, it puts you in a. You have to think about that even if you have right. no historical context yeah. to what it means. Yeah. You just want to ask. You know, what's even that? if you think I'm. Yeah. Even if you just think I'm talking about my actual skin tones, I've had people 
black people would be like, well, I thought you were going to be dark skinned. Mm. You know, like they actually think <laughs> mm. that, that it's a, a skin tone thing when that's very much not what it, it has nothing to do with right. skin tone as far as like the melanin concentration of me being dark skinned or light skinned. Like that's not the point. Right. Uh, as far as the name though, uh, you know, I used to work a summer job and, and back in like 2007, my it was my, at my father's job, um, and I always had to be up early. So CNN is, is on um, from the previous day. I wake up there having this discussion. I've never been able to find this clip. Sometimes I wonder if I was dreaming, but because it, it was just this weird see this on TV. Um, they having this discussion about whether Obama was too black or black <laughs> enough. Um, and it was like on the screen. I was like, "The fuck, you know?" So, <laughs> so, so there, and and it was like all white people on the panel. I swear. Um, and it was a debate, and there was like a um, wow. And then I, so I'm like, "This is a very highly flawed question in and of itself." Mm. Uh, that no other candidate would even have to go through. Like nobody's right. like, "Who is?" Is uh, Mike Pence too Irish? You know, like nobody's right. asking that question. Is what is Donald Trump? I think Donald Trump is German, I believe. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> is he too German? Like no one would ask. Right. No one would ask this question. Is Donald right. Trump too much of a Nazi, or is he less of a Nazi? You know, mm. like mm-hmm. which is a fair question at this point. Mm-hmm. But I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah. no one would have to even consider those type of dynamics. Um, so it's like, is he too black or is he black enough? Hmm. And then, so for me, it's like, hmm. how do you define either side of that? Hmm. You know, so black enough means what? Right. And then how do white people on top of it tell me what that is? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so. I'm going to go with too black. I'm like, say what? I'm going to go with too black. Yeah. You know, and and, and it's like, and, and I always say the name is kind of a running joke because I don't actually believe there's such thing as being too black. Like mm. you are, you can't be too black. You can be too a lot of things. You can be obnoxious, you can be loud, you, but you can't be too black. Like black yeah. is not a personality trait. Uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not know a rating scale. Like, it's, not a, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's not something, so it's like blackness is, I always say, an experience. Mm. It's a, it's a human experience. It's a spectrum wow. of blackness. So to put an in and out point on that is is impossible. Wow. Um, so when I say I'm too black, I am too. I am saying I'm going to be as humanly me as I want to be, and hu- as humanly black as I see fit, wow. whatever that means for me. Um, then there's that. So there's that side. And so when I was, you know, on my on my way to work that morning, I took the name on like. I'm on roll with that, like, because I, I want to completely shut that down, that there's some limitation in how mm. black people can live mm. in within our humanity, right? But yeah. then there's also the Malcolm X reference that I had heard before I saw this nonsense on TV, where in the message to the grassroots, um, 1963, he's talking to an audience. He's actually being critical of the March on Washington, and he's talking about how it was co-opted by white liberals. Like, mm. this is a real thing. Mm. Uh, and one of the analogies he used was 
was about coffee and how you know say coffee is too black it's too strong like that's where that comes from mm. and so he says if you if you integrate it with cream um you know you water it down it's not as it's not as tough it mm. doesn't hit as hard when you drink it uh, you you take the potency out of it by by integrating it as he said or by putting by mixing it with other formulas right. um, so when you have it's like when he was because he was saying before the speech was co-opted it was too black too strong it mm. it was organized by the grassroots of black people it right. wasn't controlled by some corporate entity or some white liberal established you know Kennedy administration like none of those things were mm. impacting what was originally supposed to be this march and then they according to Malcolm they took it over so we always hear the, the in the kind of the cultural lexicon we'll hear you know, too black, too strong. But I don't often think people know where what mm. he was talking about in that speech. Mm. Uh, I think that part gets left out. So, I w- so in that sense, it's also just saying I'm not going to be co-opted. It's saying I'm going to be, you know, myself. It's saying on a very on a political level, like I'm, I'm my my dedication is to the grassroots of black people. Mm. It's not to some. Um, establishment above them it's, wow. it's to the people at the bottom of the shit that yeah. get treated the worst um you know it's 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 a dedication to that as right. well so that's that's the kind of a long explanation but that's mm. where it comes from no that's that's a perfect explanation man I, I i think that's a great way to cap off the episode you know it's a, a focus on mindset and, and getting set up for success i think there's a lot of tips and tidbits that people will be able to take away with and um i can't wait to listen again so I appreciate you joining us, Two Black. Where can, where can the people find you at? Uh, TwoBlack.net. I, um, as long as I'm engaged, <laughs> mm. I keep everything updated on there. Okay. Uh, as far as where I'm going to be, uh, if they want to find my social media pages, it's on there. Uh, videos of my work's on there. Okay. If they want to contact me for an actual gig, you can contact me through there as well. Hmm. Mm, okay. And, and it's dot net. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm excited to hear what the people have to say. Um, tell me what two black means to you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and, and had a great day. Well, um, we'll see you next time, and we're back on the Dash Podcast.